Hello and welcome to Makers.dev episode number 63. Chris, six divided by three is two, and there's two hosts of this show. Hey. Makers.dev, hey. <laughs> How, uh, how's it going? What are you up to? Uh, it's going pretty well, except before this show we had technology trouble again, and so you're hearing this on my MacBook mic instead of my actual mic, uh, so we'll see how this sounds. Um, I, sometimes I really don't like technology. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like uh, USB-C has three different types of cables, at least. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Um, yeah, I've seen the graph before. It's like Thunderbolt and then Thunderbolt 3 and the different data transfer or something. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it, I think what happened is my uh, my... This box went bad, the uh, two by two, mm. uh, or I guess it's a one by one. Um, so I guess I'll get another one and see if that fixes it. But yeah, anyway, other than that, I had a pretty good week. <laughs> I uh, I got my first or my last ML homework turned in before the test. So the Congrats. test is in you know, two weeks. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Like it's fully open note and everything on the test is ha- supposed to have been covered in class or in the homework and I mm. took really good notes. And so like, I just feel really good about that. Um, so I have some time and I was kind of thinking about what to do with the time. So, uh, one thing we can talk about is microconf is in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, I like to have had done some SAS stuff just before microconf all the time. Mm-hmm. Cause you have really good conversations. Usually if you have just had some progress, um, like if it's fresh in your mind, you can, you know, talk more about that and people latch onto things that you just did. And mm-hmm. I've had really good conversations in the past with that. Um, but I also know I go like in these months long cycles where I'm interested in one thing or another. And recently it's been all data stuff. Um, and I've been really interested in these data competitions of which I'm now in like three or four. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know where I'm going to end up, but you know, something to talk about or think about is uh, yeah. Something to talk about or think about. So yeah. How about you? That's also something I, I, I feel the the cyclical pressure for microconf to like get some stuff to to, yeah. to have uh, something to talk about because yeah if you're like I I I think I think this last microconf that I was in in, in microconf Europe the conversations I was having were kind of like well here's the position I'm in and then people would be like ah oh, you should do this and I was like I know I know that <laughs> yeah I've known that for a year and I don't want to and they were like well why don't you want to and I was like I don't know and uh, yeah I, I it, it's the conversations can be much more useful if you're if you've like pushed to the point where you've done everything you know you can do and you're looking for some direction or some like interesting angle to take on of like ah you know growth is really stalled and i've tried these uh marketing channels and then if that's the conversation you're having over and over you you're talking to people who are in this arena who can say like well have you thought about this other marketing channel and if you get two people saying that out of whatever 10 conversations you have it can become very clarifying and it can it can define your next six or 12 months of work but yeah like you i think i i get so distracted by other things there are so many cool things to work on in the world that it's uh, uh sometimes i hit microconf not not needing that direction uh and it can still be fun to like chat with people and uh especially at, at microconf starter if you're having people who like have these fundamental questions of like, I don't know how to charge people money on the internet and I, yeah. I'm charging them a dollar a month. Then you can say, ah, you should charge more. And they're like, charge more. How, how could I possibly, right. uh, it's, it's really fun to be like the first person to, to, uh, introduce people to, to those concepts. But yeah, to get the most out of it indiv- individually, I feel like, uh, it'd be good to spend the next 40 days as of recording this really jamming on SAS stuff to get to the point where we've, caught up with the 
clear advice that we have. It's not obvious what the next step forward is. So yeah, let's buckle down and do it. What 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 are your next forty days going to look like? What are you doing? Uh, a couple cattle contests, which is not SAS at all. <laughs> Hold on. That's the opposite of what we just said. What SAS um, stuff are you doing in the next 40 days? Yeah, so there's two things. Um, one is there are several meeting place things that I want to get done, actually. Um, a few of the bigger groups have requested a couple things that should be relatively straightforward and I know would make them happier. And, yeah, I need to figure out what I'm doing with meeting place because uh, I just – can kind of been sitting on it for a while and I would like to either push it forward like a lot so that it's really good like you know so that it can be what I wanted it to be for those groups or or what I don't know I mean I could try to sell it or something I don't know that I want to do that um so yeah I gotta figure out what I want to do with meeting place and then the other one is acorn chat I would really like to get that in the slack app store before microconf so that is a goal I had before but um uh yeah I still want to do that um, at the same time, I have these competitions, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, and so I, I'm about to start another one. So maybe instead of starting another one, I should do some SaaS stuff. And so I can finish the one competition I'm still in, but then yeah. uh, do some SaaS stuff instead. Uh, yeah, I got to think about that. Yeah, I'm in exactly the same boat. I have so many fun projects I'd rather be working on. And it's really hard to push forward this monolith that like I know I should be working on that. Yeah would be good in this long-term goal, but, uh, oh man, the, the ADHD tendency is like there's, there's now and there's not now and microcom yeah. that's 40 days away. That's, <laughs> right. that's not now. Yep. Uh, right now I have this shiny new flashcard app that I want to be making, but yeah, it's a, it's a negotiation. I think like I know rationally that file inbox is the thing to be spending time and money and focus on. And I don't want to sometimes, but once I get into it, it's like, Ooh, this is fun. Here's a fun little, micro thing i can do with figuring out how to integrate uh stripe with uh firebase that was a great project that i just felt like on fire and focused and for a week that was just all i was thinking about and i had dreams about like ah i could i could do this clever thing to it and, and make this thing uh flow even better and then that was done and i found myself in this position of like okay i can i can like decide what to do next and then i stalled and i yeah. my attention refragmented and, and i started working on other things so for me the the thing I want to focus on on this next week on file inbox is I want a self-contained functional product and I want it to just be minimally functional and it doesn't necessarily have to map one-to-one -one with what the current file inbox does, but I want to, I want you to be able to sign up for an account. I want you to be able to enter your credit card and uh, have a plan, which like that's already done. I just need to like plug that in. Uh, that's, that's not a big project. I want you to be able to create file upload pages I want you to be able to upload, send that link to people, and then they can upload files to you. And then I want you to be able to download those files. So those files are going to be organized then in some web interface of like per session. Um, and then I want you to be able to download the files from the web interface zipped. And that's going to be a novel problem. That's that's a new thing i got to figure out. But I think I know how I'm going to do it. I think the standard way of doing that is just... I, I thought this was horrifying at first, but like this makes sense. I think you just take a list of files that you have URL access to, you have a cloud function download all of them into a folder, and then you zip them, and then you upload the zip file, and then you, on the client, download that zip file. I think that's how to do it. Is there something I'm missing? Is there is there like a streaming way to do it that I'm being dumb? Um, so, I don't know. I, I worry about bandwidth costs if you do it that way. Do, are you, do you have bandwidth well, costs? 
it's all in Google Cloud. Uh, so there's no bandwidth costs? Between, so between Cloud Functions and Google Cloud Storage, there's no bandwidth costs. Okay. So like downloading, downloading the files and then re-uploading the files, I think is going to be free because uh, it's all going to be like in the same data center. Uh, and it's surprisingly fast. And then, but then download, so once it's re-uploaded, uh, the, the client downloading it, that bandwidth is going to be charged. Right. But then that's the zipped thing and that's only happening once. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing I thought of is I know that web servers like Nginx and Apache gzip files on the way to the client. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has to be a way to to do that, like stream, like compress a file during sending because um, they do it. But I don't know at all how they do it. Or I think it, can... that's probably just done ahead of time, though. Like if you have a bunch of static assets or if you're... Uh, maybe I imagine, or caching also like i, I imagine what I, you're I know doing there's ca- just like yeah. you generate the file and then you generate the zip the, the gzip file of it and then you serve the gzip file and then if uh, someone gets the same thing but I, I don't i don't think it's streaming like the the, yeah. the thing i'm wondering i know something you can do with a with like a tar ball uh i don't know if that's a technical term or just, uh if, if you have a tar you can you can like append files to the tar you don't have to you don't have to do it all at once right. so you I think with a tar, you could like stream the file in and never keep it on disk. And so you might be able to get some speed advantage of like, you don't have to download all the files all at once and then wait for all the files to be compressed. You can, you can like get the files and as you're getting them, you can compress them into the tar and then do the tar. But I don't, I don't think you can do that with zip with a zip. And also I don't think it would be worth the speed improvement because I'm just, I'm just making things happen slightly overlapped. Right. Uh, And I'll probably get the same benefit by just downloading files at the same time. Yeah, this is probably a case where if you know how to do it, then just do it that way. And okay. if there's problems later, then you can address them later. Yeah. Okay, good. Done. Uh, I don't want to do premature optimization. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, cool. Okay. I, I really want to put my feet to the fire. <laughs> like, uh, microconfs in 40 days from the time of this recording. Um, I want to I want to have implemented all of the obvious things that I know are the right thing to do on file inbox so that I can have some problem a novel problem to present of like, I don't know what to do next. Um, How long do you think it'll take you to do what you just said? The... That I want to happen this week. Okay. Yeah. And that's like a lot, all those pieces are in place. The only novel part of that that is motivating for me because it's like a fun technical problem is the, is the zip problem. Right. But all the other parts of that just feel like I could do that in, in an afternoon. Um, so that, that feels like a really reasonable goal. Okay. Yeah. Is it, is it going to happen? Or what, what's your prediction? Yes, Chris. Yes, it's going to happen. <laughs> who do you think I am? Someone who makes promises of things I'm going to do and then doesn't do them. And, uh, Never yeah, said that. no, I, 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 the difficult part is getting started. And so, like, I think if I'm what, – what I really need is, uh, like, built into my daily routine, like, a, a more solid trigger of, like, this is the time in my day when I work on File Inbox. And yes, I know I have more exciting, fun things to work on, but working on those things has to happen after, I don't know, five o'clock. Yeah, that's the rule. We'll, we'll try that rule. I can't work on anything fun. <laughs> well, I don't like uh, that. Yeah. File Inbox is fun. Um, I, I, I can't work on things that aren't either administrative tasks or File Inbox before 5 p.m. And I do want to be working before 5 p.m. And I want to get, I don't know, some minimum number of Pomodoros done before 5 p.m. So, like, maybe it's maybe it's Pomodoros instead of 5 p.m. Maybe, uh, okay, how about this? I have to work for four Pomodoros 
on either administrative or file inbox tasks, and then I can work on whatever I want. Okay. Would it be helpful if you don't have to say yes or no now? What uh, I've heard about, you know, these kind of groups you can join where you get on a call and you turn off your video and then you work while the other person's working. Yeah. Uh, would it be helpful if we every day this week for half an hour got on a call and uh, I could do SAS stuff while you did uh, file inbox stuff? Those historically for me have not worked well and I'm down to try it again. Let's, <laughs> let's try it. Okay. Because <laughs> I can justify that to myself like, ah, oh, well, this, this might be helping Chris. And you know what? That would probably also help me. Uh, yeah, cool. So, uh, for two hours a day and we'll schedule it, uh, we're going to, we're going to work on SAS stuff. Uh, man, looking at my calendar, that's actually going to be kind of difficult to schedule. Uh, that's why it's good to schedule, I guess. Right. I know. We can do this. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll do it off the call. Uh, Wednesday in particular is going to be tricky because there's, there's a lot of calls happening that day. Uh, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Every other day I think is going to, is going to work just fine. Cool. All right. For those two hours a day, what are you going to be working on with mm -hmm. Ignore Chat in the meeting place? Good question. Uh, I have some meeting place stuff to do right away. So uh, I will do that the first day and then I'll see how far I get. I think that's my plan. Okay. You have your whole plan that we mapped out of how to get Acorn Chat in the Slack app yeah. store. Do we, do we still have that top of mind? Does that feel like it's yeah, easy? What's the next thing to do is? Yeah, if if the meeting place stuff only takes a day, which it probably will, um, then I think Slack, yeah, Slack app store stuff will probably take yeah, the rest of the week. So I think okay. that sounds about right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, I guess today's the first day then. So we'll, <laughs> I, I have a, a appointment with an allergist from, uh, oh, like two hours from now to three hours from now. Uh, but then after that, we can, I don't know. Are you free like... 5 p.m. Uh, or, or 4th. Hold on. You're in Eastern time zone. I'm in Eastern time. And after 5 is hard because that's that's kid time. Ah, oh, you're right. Okay, we'll so start we can, tomorrow then. We can start so I'm going to start today. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get my two hours of stuff done today. I, I can log in and get you tomorrow. started for five minutes. Would it help if I uh, if we logged in at the same time for five minutes? No. <laughs> I don't think All right. so. Uh, I'll, send you a tw I'll send you a Twitter message. What time do you want to send me? me okay, to Twitter message? that's that's good. That's good. Uh, at at five p.m. Central, which is uh, six p.m. Eastern. All right. That's that's when we're gonna. You know what? Actually, the most helpful part of this might be just blocking this out on my calendar. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right. Cool. Uh cool. You are doing meeting place uh you it's straightforward what you're going to do on that uh after this call we're going to schedule that same block of time for the rest of the week and i've got my file inbox thing to do uh cool okay that all feels good do you want to talk about your more distracting projects of the sure analysis stuff um yeah so the snow water equivalent competition that ended or not ended that switched to the evaluation phase evaluation mm -hmm. phase um a week ago and so that means every week now for until July, I have to submit predictions for like the next week, mm. um, given the data that comes in from the previous week. And they were supposed to have updated the leaderboard today, but they haven't, which means I have no idea how I'm doing. Mm. <laughs> um, that the first, once the first like leaderboard update comes in, I will find out how I'm doing. There's only 30 teams like in the finals mm. and um, there's five prizes. So that sounds like pretty good odds. 
but I also joined pretty late. And so I didn't, I wasn't able to like use all the data. Um, but I'm hoping like a lot of other teams joined late and also haven't, weren't able to use all the data. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It, it may be like the first thing comes in and I'm in the bottom half and then I just write it off because everyone mm -hmm. else was able to do it the proper way. Um, yeah. So that's the one that just finished. And then, uh, there's one that finishes in, um, about four weeks, which is the essay one. So I'm still mm. doing that one. And I, uh, I may join a team. We're trying to figure out if it's a good idea for us to join. Mm. And if so, I, uh, that'll be interesting because I'll, I, it's always interesting to join teams because you get to see what other people are doing. So, mm. um, yeah, so those are the two that I'm currently like actively working on. And then there's a few others that are interesting, but I haven't started yet. Cool. I remember the last time you joined a team, it was a positive experience. I think it was with students in China or something. Japan, yeah. Mm -hmm. Japan, cool. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the team I'm going to join, I think one is in India, one is in somewhere in Eastern Europe, and the other one is working at uh, Hugging Face, I think, which is um, a uh, really big company in the ML space. And so mm -hmm. it'd be a really interesting team to join. So hopefully it works out. Have fun. See. And amazing also, like, I think I said this last time you joined the team, but the, the fact that all of you could network and get together to solve such a complicated abstract puzzle, like, I I feel like I'm in a sci-fi novel. This is so cool um, that, that you could solve such a abstract, complicated problem as identify the parts of uh, the, the, the functional parts of an essay, just given the, the words, like, amazing, so cool. And I am excited to be living and the reality that we're living in. It's a, it's a cool time to be alive. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, I think I would encourage you not to join new uh, competitions. Yeah. Or something that I think helps me is like having a fun thing that I'm working on that's the, that's the thing that I want to be working on. Like the idea that I have to work on uh, uh, four Pomodoros of the work that I have to work on so that I can work on the fun stuff. I think that's more motivating than if there was no fun stuff. I think that would just feel like demoralizing. Um, so maybe maybe these competitions are that carrot for you. Maybe it's you, after you've worked on SAS stuff, you can work on the, the fun competitions. How are you viewing that? Yeah, it could be. And like SAS stuff, like you said, like SAS stuff is fun too. It's just um, harder. I don't know why it's harder to motivate myself to work on it. It's probably because the, the rewards are much further in the future. Mm. Like the work I do on SAS now will pay dividends in like a year or two. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the, the data competitions are only a couple, you know, a couple months long. Um, yeah. And you can improve rapidly in like a day. You can go from not understanding the data at all to like, you know, in the top half of the competition, like in a day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You get that immediate score, the, the feedback of exactly right. while you're doing it. Yeah. We talked about that with uh, Jesse Anderson that the, the ADHD parts of us really crave that objective like a leaderboard or like a score right. like here's how well you're doing uh yeah it feels good i have a direct analog for that in my life which is my continual battle with the tesla safe driving score ah uh, yes two days after i spoke to you and was like here we go i'm gonna get <laughs> get my hundo it's gonna be great i had one instance of a uh proximity warning of the car in front of me and my heart just sank because, like, I've been driving for a hundred miles perfectly at a, a perfect hundred. And that one, and it's this one stretch of road, like, a, a mile from me. As I was driving back from the grocery store, like, and I remember thinking, like, should I 
get grocery deliveries because that would minimize that. No, it doesn't. No, I'll, I'll be fine. I can I can drive well. And I got that, and I was just like, oh, no. Oh, but wait. I remembered I could reset the computer <laughs> by holding both of the wheels on uh, – uh, both of the scroll wheels on, on the steering wheel. And that might make it forget that there was a, a proximity <laughs> warning. So I did that. And the screen went dark for like two minutes, and I was like, "Man, that was dumb. What if my whole that car sounds, shuts off?" And I'm that sounds yeah. way less safe. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I've been doing some some stuff to to get the score, but anyway. Uh, so it comes back on, and I'm like, "Okay, maybe it'll be fine." And I get back home, and I check my score, and it went from a hundred to a ninety six, and I was like, "Oh no!" So I did some algebra to figure out like how many more miles would I have to do to make up for the ninety six versus. Uh, if, if I just start from scratch and I think it's just a weighted average of like, if you have, you know, 50 miles at a hundred and, and 25 miles at a 95, you just yeah. do the, yeah, it's a weighted average. Um, and it turned out I needed to drive like 180 miles or something to, to make up for it. So I was like, ah, I'll, I'll do it again. So I reset it and the next day drove like 40 miles perfectly. Got a hundred. Oh, it was so nice. Next day, same thing. 40 miles, a hundred. Oh, it was great. The next day was a really long drive, hundreds of miles. And I got one uh, uns- uh, uh, hard breaking, and it was like a 96 or 97, and it only dropped my score from 100 to a 98, which like I think is still in the range, so it was fine. And I was over 100 miles, so I was like, oh, okay, I think I'm good. And I was expecting like, ah, do I like get a phone call from Elon Musk? Do I? <laughs> is there like a notification on my phone that says, yes, you did it, you're a good driver? Uh, and I checked on my car to see if there was an update, and nothing. So... Since then, I drove another 100 miles at a perfect 100 again. Worst case, I'm just becoming a better driver, I guess. But Yeah, right. <laughs> resentfully. Um, and uh, my score is now at a 99 with hundreds of miles now. I think I've, I've got like two or 300 miles logged. And nothing. And I uh, hmm. don't know what's up with that. But I'm, gosh darn it, going to win this game because it's a game. And there's a score. And I can beat other people. And I can get access to a cool thing. So, golly gee. Uh, we're we're gonna get there, but it's becoming frustrating. Uh, that's my experience with the the sort of Kaggle competition leaderboard objective score thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's good that it's making you become a better driver. Uh, except like restarting your car in the middle of driving sounds awful. <laughs> um, yeah, it reminds me a lot actually of Kaggle because in Kaggle you have to be the te- the the people who create the competitions have to be really really careful about what the objective is mm-hmm. because people will solve for whatever objective you give them exactly yep and um and they will find whatever weird loopholes there are to solve for that exact uh, objective uh, and it sounds like you did the same thing with the self driving so <laughs> yeah I'm reminded of the legend of a, a jinn or a genie where or a, or a demon where like you you can it's this entity where you can wish for whatever you want and they'll follow your instructions exactly oh sure. fairies also like if you have a contract with a fairy in mythical lore uh and you know so it'll be a thing like ah i uh, want you know my uh i i want a child because i need a child and they'll be like all right uh, we'll follow you what exactly what you want you get a child and then it's like <laughs> ah it's a child who's asleep all the time because you didn't specify you wanted it to be awake uh feels like the same sort of thing like you the the framing of constructing the problem and, and how you ask the question is uh as difficult as uh a, a more difficult than finding the answer it's like uh also douglas addison adams uh 42 that like you didn't right. ask the right question to the supercomputer of what the meaning of life the universe and everything is so 
uh, you, you get a, a silly answer. Uh, yeah. It's... Have you seen the, the subreddit, the monkey paw? No. Uh, so people say what their wishes are to the mm. monkey paw, and then people respond with what the uh, the monkey paw did for you, which is exactly <laughs> like that. Like, it's like, I want a child. And it's like, yeah, you get a child yeah. that is, you know, whatever, I don't know, a, yeah. a, a monkey child or something. Yeah. But yeah. To learn how to just like precisely ask for exactly what you want. That's, yeah. That's fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that separately later. Uh, oh, I have an exciting update. So, for all the talk that we've been doing about you learning mathematics and writing articles for uh, and that that'll eventually turn into videos, I started taking the advice that I was giving you of like for everything that I was googling, I made a new blog post for it. And over the course of just this last week, I made five articles of different categories of things, and awesome. I started putting into it like, ah, here's a thing that I've googled five times. Uh, that now the next time I Google it, I can check my article for it first. And if it's not there, then I go find the answer and I phrase the question as the heading and then I put the answer below it. Uh, so I have ones now for Firebase, Ruby, SQLite, Git, and paramotoring, uh, which is another thing I want to talk about. But uh, I love that practice of it's like my own personal Google log. After yeah. I've gone off and, and looked for the answer and found it, I bring it back, and now I have my nice little tidy bundle of questions and answers for me personally that will probably also help a lot of other people. So I, I like that practice. Yeah, cool. Um, that's that's really good. Uh, I have an update on that too, which is I've figured out how to record my iPad screen. Uh, turns out it's really easy. You nice. plug it into your computer, and ScreenFlow records your iPad screen for you. That's remarkable. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Uh, uh, so I looked at some user forums because it wasn't working at first, and I had to figure out. But that's how I figured out there's many types of USB-C cables because I have the wrong type plugged in. Mm. But um, it uses, I guess, an API that Apple exposes. Um, they said, like, test it with QuickTime first because that uses the same API, and that's like an Apple product. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just an API. And so any program now can record uh, the an iPhone or iPad screen that's plugged in, which is pretty neat. Um, but in doing that, I, I outlined some things that I want to, you know, teach, and I realized my writing is awful. <laughs> and <laughs> plugging in an iPad was a terrible idea. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm um, glad you figured that out just by using ScreenFlow instead of like making your own app to, to yeah, uh, yeah. move it over. Yeah, okay. What's what makes your writing awful? Why do you think it's awful? I don't know. It's just it's just unreadable. Um, it's, unless I really, really focus. So, so maybe it's, so I can make it nice if I really, really focus, but if I'm yeah. trying to talk and write at the same time, I just can't do those two things at the same time, like talk mm. and write and teach. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one reason I was interested in like the pre-done videos, like in the three blue, one brown style. Yeah. Um, because then I can narrate and I can not have to write anything. Like it's all pre, you know, pre-rendered. So I might still do some of that, but yeah. That's interesting. I'm I'm curious. So like the three blue one brown, that's super high production value. That's yeah. It seems like he just puts tens and tens of hours of work into each video. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that high production, but yeah. Okay. I'm I'm curious what a low effort, reasonable quality way for you to teach this would be. I'm reminded of like um Fireship is this uh like like Rails cast like or, or egghead like site that has videos specifically for serverless Firebase stuff, and I love it. I've watched almost all of his videos. And his method of uh, narrating code specifically is he'll write out all his code and edit it and, and make it look good. And then he'll go back and delete segments of it mm. recursively back in time. Uh, and then he'll hit record, and he'll just hit undo on all his deletes. So, like, blocks of code appear 
in chunks that make sense with the story he's trying to tell. And I'm wondering if you could do something like that, but written notes. So, like, you, you spend as much time as you want writing out your notes. You yeah. make them all nice. Uh, you can devote your entire attention to just writing out the notes. And then you erase chunks of them at a time that makes sense. Or just go based on the, the pre-written notes. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm hunting for something like that that would be, like, a reasonable, uh, low effort, and uh, but, but reasonable quality. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I mean, at a certain point, it kind of becomes like a PowerPoint presentation. Then that I'm just, mm. which I kind of want to do avoid. But yeah, there might be something there. Um, funny enough, I can type and talk at the same time, no problem. Like when I'm doing head videos, I type and talk at the same time. Um, Could so you type LaTeX? Oh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Yeah, that might be rough. Um, Could but, you do plus, LaTeX and then maybe do the Fireship? Uh, strategy of like your your recursively undoing. So so maybe yeah. A, a lot of the stuff I want to show is graphs though, which are like graphing stuff takes time. I um, mean that's why I wanted to draw the graphs. I could maybe like type everything but draw the graphs. Hmm. Uh, that's possible maybe. What I'm hunting for is just like do this badly. I I would love yeah. to see your bad one of uh, the bad version is a blog post. I think that's the easy okay. version. Yeah yeah. Okay so maybe yeah. I do that blog post. Yeah that's what I want to see. Ship it do it. Uh, I'm I'm sort of torn right now on that I have these articles that are like uh, fragments of things. Like my one on Ruby is a single uh, question on Ruby. I think it was the, the thing we talked about last week of uh, the order of parameters in Inject. Um, and that feels kind of silly to, to publish that. But I think I do want to publish it. And maybe just with a thing on top, it's like, hey, this is a draft. Uh, that's what Shai Schechter does on his blog. He'll, he'll have uh, posts that are saying like, hey, this was automatically dictated this this isn't a polished thing uh but I, I think i'd rather have it out there than not so i think i'm just going to publish all those maybe with a, a thing on top saying it's a draft yeah so something you could do you don't even have to say it's a draft you could do um you could publish it but not post it like as a big blog post or anything but as yeah. long as you include it in a sitemap somewhere then google will find it anyway yeah and people when they're searching for stuff like the order of things they, they don't want a big long blog post like i i go to these python things that, like recently all the time and it's like this big long blog post and i'm like i just want the one line of code yeah, yeah. So if i found a blog post that was just the one line of code i'd be so happy yeah um yeah so just publish the thing and then put it in a site map somewhere okay fine. the structure of these things i agree it would be better to have smaller chunks to have like you know each ruby question is its own blog post but I don't want to do that because I want to do this for a bunch of different categories of things. And I want to just okay. keep adding to my list of the thing. And uh, I, I think the way it would show up on Google, because Google can jump to just like a section. Uh, yeah. And I have all my headings with anchor tags. So I think if someone were Googling this and something that I'd written popped up, they'd be able to click on that and jump right to the one section of that post. And then they're on a page of all a bunch of other Ruby or Firebase or, or SQLite stuff. So they might also want to look at the other stuff on that. That's that's not unreasonable that they would want the other stuff on that page. Um, but for me, organizing it, because my blog is just like all the things that I'm interested in. It's not any right. particular thing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to want to have things as... I'm going to want to have articles like this as different as, you know, SQLite and paramotoring. Uh, so... <laughs> That that's the organization that makes the most sense for me. Um, but I agree for <laughs> SEO it would make more sense to split it up. Sure. Yeah. I mean, do whatever way it makes it easier for you to get the stuff out there. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the answer. Cool. Uh, speaking of paramotoring, that is yes. happening. 
I, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sending my training fee in today. Uh, that's one of my administrative tasks. And I took my brother-in-law out there. He got to do some kiting. Uh, I am like reasonable at kiting now. I was able to, to take this huge parachute called a wing uh, and launch it. So take it from the ground up to the, the air and then stabilize it in a reversed kiting position where I'm facing the wing. And then I was able to uh, turn around and start running, which would be like the stage before I actually take off. And then I was able to stop and then turn around again and do some more reverse kiting. And I was able to flip back and forth about seven times. And my instructor, Mike, said uh, if I could do it five times, I'd be ready for the next step. And so I did it two more times than that. Uh, so <laughs> it's exciting. This is actually happening. And in the uh, paperwork that they gave me to sign, uh, it says that I, I need to, like, the, my contract with the, with them is over 90 days, which mm. I think means after I sign that on the next Good Weather Day, I'm probably going to be flying within 90 days and uh, hopefully much sooner, but I'm taking this very conservatively. This is a, a dangerous sport if you do it incorrectly. Uh, so I'm perfectly happy to just take it as slowly as possible, but like, I'm doing it, dude. I'm, I'm going to fly. Awesome. Gosh, darn it. Awesome. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm the sort of person who will persistently pursue, uh, attaining a goal until I get it. Like with my Tesla safe driving score and I am going to do it with paramotoring. I will be up in the air eminently. So there's an update on that. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's super cool. Probably even just flying a giant kite is probably interesting enough. Like to, I don't know. I imagine it's pretty neat just flying the the sail or the wind. It is super fun. Yeah, and you kind of get lifted off the ground a little bit, and it's this <laughs> huge thing. <laughs> so it's it's fun to like, and you're you just got these little strings that are uh, connected to it. That's that are how you're uh, controlling it. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's a it's a fun thing. Um, what else? I okay. This this is the project that's distracting me. This is my version of your. Uh, 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 data analysis things because it's like a worthwhile project and it's useful and it's fun but I should be working on SAS stuff instead uh, and it's something I talked about last week this idea for a flashcard app to replace Anki um, I bought a domain name pico.cards uh, always a good step <laughs> to, to yeah, yeah. buy a domain name uh, you, you you made a face when I said pico.cards what, what, what's your feeling on that domain name? I, uh, I think it's fine um, okay. I was... I didn't know cards was a uh, TLD, and so I, yeah, uh, yeah. But but there's like a, a million of them now, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I was also surprised. Uh, Tiny cards, Tiny cards was a offshoot project from Duolingo that they abandoned. I think I talked about this last time, um, but they they used the same TLD. So and then Tiny, uh, what are uh, synonyms for Tiny? Well, there's Micro and Nano and Pico, so uh, Pico cards. And I was able to recover my old Anki decks. Uh, it was like a, a thousand cards of different things that I wanted to remember, including my friend's uh, passport number and uh, <laughs> like, like friends and family's <laughs> birthdays and things. Uh, so I have all that now. And I figured out the format for an Anki deck when you export it. It's a zipped SQLite directory. Hmm. So the, And then any other media you have is just in a folder there. So if I unzip it, I get a folder that's a SQLite uh, uh, database yeah. and a bunch of files. So I'm thinking what I'd like to do is to eventually be able to just drag and drop Anki decks into Pico cards and have it uh, uncompress it and format it in the, the format for the cards. The yeah. um, problem with you and I right now is how to map the spaced repetition algorithm into something that wouldn't make sense for Firebase. I think I've wrapped my head around how SRS works, the spaced repetition system. 
uh, it, it the, the input you get, it's basically just one function where the input is uh, how did what are the current variables of this card? And there's only two that I really care about. It's like how how long until the next uh, time to review it. <coughs> Excuse me. How long until the next time to review it? And like, how easy was this card? And then, mm-hmm. given those two pieces of information and whether or not I got the card this time, I need to say what are the new values for those two stored variables. And I think I understand, but I couldn't explain it to you right now what that function is. But I think just based on that, I'll be able to uh, update the Firebase record and then just have like a date time and then sort the cards by date time. And that's going to determine when I see the next card. So. Uh, that's work I'm going to do after I do my four hours of work on either administrative or file inbox tasks. All right. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, like I said last time, it sounds like a really interesting thing. I think it'll help you. might help some other people. I don't expect it'll... It, it's like every other developer who builds their own to-do list app, you know? Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's fine. You know, that's... Yeah, I think that, I think it's a neat thing. So, Cool. Yeah, yeah I need to. I'm, I'm resigned to understanding that like no one else would want to use this <laughs> well it, uh that it, that it won't be a it won't be a good business i think yeah making a flashcard type i think is really hard to do profitably uh so yeah this is this is just the thing for me yeah i just thought so like i said last time the real way to make profit off of it is to write a book about it yeah <laughs> which i love that's that's such a good idea um but i also just thought so if you wanted to i don't think you should but if you wanted to there are ways to make money i think if you niche down or you make it you make it something really specific. So it's not like a flashcard app to learn anything. It's yeah. like you have these pre-made decks to learn whatever. I mean, maybe Firebase is a good one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm even thinking about like there's corporate things that are like, you know, you have to learn these, you know, HIPAA rules or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that gets into the whole corporate training world, which you don't want to be in, I imagine. So, yeah. That's really know. interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. The, if you niche down, because there's... There's like there's paid Anki decks that for things like uh, exam review. So like if you're studying for the bar or if you're studying for uh, yeah. like step exams for for being a doctor, um, that's that's like the core use case that people use Anki for. Um, but right now there's this very nice, good open source community around it where you know, people just like publish a lot of these things for free. But yeah, that's a that would be a really good angle if there's if there's something that people get paid for to remember and i can just make a platform that's like hey you don't this is brain dead simple this all my marketing is geared towards you and like all my uh my home landing page is all about like how difficult it is to learn and remember things and how complicated it is so here's my platform for you it's you know i teach you the thing and then i have built into this teaching platform the spaced repetition so you can actually remember it that's a very interesting idea so what you could do again i don't know that you should but if you're the platform, then you get creators to create the decks and sell them. So you have, oh, you have yeah. Stripe Connect so that they come in, they connect their Stripe account, they make yeah, their deck, yeah. and then they sell it on their site or through Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Oh, holy shit, Chris. That's actually yeah. a problem that I so I was actually <laughs> doing some sales safariing on the Anki uh, forum. And one of the top posts that just had so much uh, interactions was a creator of one of these decks asking how he could charge for them. And it, the whole thread was, like, either people shitting on him saying, like, how dare you ask to charge for this thing that you put a bunch of work into? Don't you know that Anki is supposed to be open source? And 
uh, the other segment of people was people like, yeah, I also have this problem, <laughs> and sure it would be nice if we could make money, but it's not supported because any deck that you're sharing uh, is is uh, you know it's it's this open format. It's it's just a zip file with uh, SQLite database in it, so there's well, there there's no way to charge for it. Well, there I go. That's man, why did you do this? To me? <laughs> and then once you get some of them, you make an iPhone app and you have in-app purchases for all of these decks. Yeah. And then you get a whole bunch of creators that are like, I want to sell my deck to people on iPhone. Yeah. 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 Oh man, that's such a good idea. Ah. Oh. <laughs> no, Chris, I have to work on Violet Box. My administrative <laughs> stuff. I got to do my email. Man, that's it a really is. good idea. I have this thought a lot, and we're out of time. We can talk about it next time, maybe. I have this thought, like, I have really, like, you can have a really, really good idea, but if it's not, if you're not willing to put in all the time that it takes to yeah. take it to completion, then it's actually not a good idea for you. Um, yeah. I think this is a really good idea. I don't know if it's a good idea for you. <laughs> I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep going forward. <laughs> just, all right. I'm just going to make it for me, and that's an option for the future. If I wanted to, that's the thing I could do. Man, I could have like uh, you could embed it in your site, so you could have your like your own little Shopify store. Yeah. And then if if the creator wanted to have this as part of their integrated course, they could say like, "Hey, we also have this deck that you get for free." That's so so, so now everyone who has a online course could use this. Oh man, because now you just take your the stuff from your course and you make flashcards of it, and now that's like a bonus that you can offer to higher tiers on your uh on your course that like you also have access to this this deck through nano cards or pico cards i keep wanting <laughs> to say nano cards because i that's the domain name i wanted originally but that one was taken uh ah ah too many ideas there's too many cool things to work on how do what am i supposed to do with this no no <laughs> it's gonna work on file inbox and administrative stuff for at least four palms today and then I can work on fun stuff like this Pico cards thing. Good idea. And the first step is just to do it for me. Okay. All yeah. right. Think Ooh. about it. If, if you do, if you make file inbox work well enough, then uh, you have the time to take these fun projects and do other things with them later. You know? Yes. Yeah. I, we are out of time. I need to go, but I have one more <laughs> thought, which yeah. is um, one of the questions I asked Jordan Peterson, and I would, I want to table the discussion right now of controversy of Jordan Peterson. Uh, was asking about neuroticism, which is one of the big five personality traits. There's uh, openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. And as far as I can tell, it, this is this is like the most scientifically validated personality test. Uh, much better than horoscopes. Much better than Myers Briggs. Like you can you can actually test people, and uh, there there have been studies on this, and it's it's like scientifically validated. Neuroticism is how much you're affected by negative emotion. Uh, I am extremely low in neuroticism. I, uh, I'm in the fourth percentile, which means if I'm in a room of 100 people, there are only three people in that room who are less neurotic than me, who are less sensitive to negative emotion. Uh, Sarah, my girlfriend, is in the 80th percentile. If she's in a room of 100 people, uh, only, there, there are only 20 people in that room who feel negative emotion more strongly than she does. That is a frequent topic of discussion between us in therapy because if something happens, uh, we react to it in very different ways. And it's taken us a long time, but I feel like we're, we're at a point now where we understand where the other person's coming from and uh, we can like find strength, strengths and weaknesses in that. But that, that was the question I asked him was like, can you, can you say something good about having high neuroticism? Because like 
in your course on personality, you say good and bad things about every trait except neuroticism. Neuroticism, you only say that it's bad. Uh, and that if you have it really high, that's correlated with personality disorders and like it's, it's correlated with like depression and, and just having a, a generally bad time. And he has said publicly, like if he could if he could buy any personality trait, it would be low neuroticism. And in his answer, one of the things he said was uh, having high neuroticism is really important for groups. If you're really affected by negative emotion, you're like the one groundhog who looks up and alerts all the other groundhogs that something's wrong. So then they are not they don't need to be as on high alert as you if they know that you're there looking out for them. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, if you if your emotion is too positive, that can be bad because now you're manic and now just like everything's a good idea and you're like let's go to Las Vegas and bet it all because the world is great and everything's wonderful all the time, and that's not always true. <laughs> like sometimes it's true, <laughs> and if that is true, then the people who are very enthusiastic like they they are able to uh, take advantage of of that situation. Uh, but like unmediated enthusiasm and positivity is mania that's that's just as destructive as being depressed so you need this balance of like you gotta you gotta learn how to navigate this and not become completely overwhelmed with every new fun idea that you have uh it 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 is useful to have some of that neuroticism in there to to like uh be more self-critical and be like well there's other you know flashcard apps out there maybe maybe i don't need to to make this one and maybe i should go back to, to the file inbox thing and that's the core problem that i struggle with because every idea i have is the best idea ever yeah <laughs> it could turn into a giant you know flashcard app thing and some of that i really like and uh i think growth for me would look like learning how to mediate that a little bit more so that's what i'm gonna do this week chris i'm gonna work on file inbox i'm gonna work on administrative stuff and then only after four palms will i work on the fun stuff awesome yeah that sounds good uh me too (laughs) (laughs) good all right that's all i got all right that's all i got too then i'll see you next week goodbye